0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 6:30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X. Ca on Oilers Radio. 6:30, Chad. It is 105 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you on the second hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can keep in touch on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. That is also the number for our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, 780 780- 496 0063. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. We are going to give you that code word to 630 Cheds. Join the team contest. Your chance at a once in a lifetime Oilers experience coming up in. Uh, about 15 minutes time, we'll also hear from John Shannon and David Staples from the Cult to Hockey. But right now, we're going to our headliner for our friends at Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your tra- safety training solutions rather at uh, TouchbackSafety.com. The head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Always good to hear from you, Jay. How's it going today? I'm um, I'm doing good, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. So uh, let's start. So last weekend, trading wins on the road in Colorado with an Eagles team. Uh, give me the assessment of your team's performance in those two.
1: Well, it's uh, it's actually ironic because I thought we played better on the Friday night. Just in terms of a team game, we really took the game uh, to Colorado in their own building and. Uh, we struggled to score in that game. We were running up uh, against a a goalie who was uh, playing well over a series of games, and um, despite some open nets and two-on-ones, we just couldn't find a way to solve them, uh, and credit to him. Um, And then conversely, on the defensive side of stuff, I thought we played a really good game. We didn't give up many chances, but uh, two of – the goals that went in uh went off our own stick so there you know that's unfortunate it's, that type of stuff happens in hockey uh and then on the saturday night we went uh we went out and i didn't think we started well but we worked our way in into the game in the second period kind of took it over from the midpoint of the game and um found a way to dig in and, and and come away with the two points so uh not a perfect weekend by any stretch but there's some good uh Good things that we saw, and uh, are looking to build on in this important stretch of our season, which is about to start uh, tomorrow with six games
0: and ten nights. And that's an anomaly for your group, Jay. Typically, you get a couple of games and then five days off in between. <laughs> uh, what is it like trying to? What kind of challenge, I guess, for for you as a coaching staff does that present?
1: Well, um, what the first thing is. Uh, the positive of it is, is that it's training these players for what an NHL schedule looks like. So that's the positive side. I think it allows you to get into a rhythm when it's either game day or practice day. Um, for us, uh, the challenges are is, uh, tomorrow morning we play a 10.30 in the morning game. Uh, so that's an interesting challenge in itself. And then uh, we're getting on a commercial flight. We're flying to Iowa. We have a couple games versus Iowa. Then we come back to the West Coast. We play a 5 o'clock game uh, on Thanksgiving Eve, uh, Eve uh, next Wednesday. We travel to San Jose, and then we come back to play Ontario. So it's... it's. Uh... A challenge in that uh, we're battling a few bumps and bruises here um, we're reintroducing some people to line up and those type of things so for us to get in a rhythm we know that we're gonna have to manage manage our energy reservoir we're gonna have to play as a team and uh, we're gonna need contributions from everybody that that we have available
0: Middle of the pack in the Pacific Division through 15 games. You guys are 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one Now, after that stretch that you just described, I imagine you'll have a clearer picture of your team's identity, uh, having seen a little bit more game action in succession there?
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think we are clear on what our identity is. We're a group that takes pride in our, in our work, in our sacrifice, in our, and in our execution. We're, uh, you know, certainly... Um, not self-satisfied with where our record is at. We feel we've left a a few points on the table in some of those games, especially early in the season, but we've had to deal with some things this year um, uh, that I think build character, and that's a lineup that hasn't been the same Uh, through any of the 15 games, so we've dressed a different lineup each time. We've had the adversity of our number one goaltender an American League All-Star from last season go down in in his second game of the year. Um, We've had, uh, like I said, an evolving lineup uh, um, that it's forcing us to get creative. It's forcing us uh, to really dig in and find out uh, who we are, uh, and what we value. Uh, I think, uh, early in the season, like I said, we, l- we've left a, um, a few points on the table, but, uh, we know that we're a work in progress. Ironically, we, we were in a similar position, uh, through not only november last year but also late into december and early in january we're in a very similar position um... we're looking to stack uh, some good games on top of each other to really get rolling and I think it's important for us to remember that we are 4-2 in the month of November and, uh, you know, as long as we keep improving on a daily basis and on a monthly basis, uh, we think we'll be right there when it counts.
0: We're chatting with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Jay, you mentioned the injury to Shane Sterrett. Is there any update on that front? Well, he's uh, the good
1: thing is it was nothing uh, bone-wise or anything like that, so it's it's a muscular thing, and uh, I think he's going into week seven of his therapy uh, here. He's been practicing with the team, and uh, that's a good sign. So um, I think the term for him right now would be more day-to-day than than week-to-week or month-to-month. So we're just looking for him. Uh, to return healthy when he does come back. We don't want to rush it along, with, especially with goaltenders. Um, and in the meantime, it's been a great opportunity for our. Uh, two young goaltenders to to fight for the net, and uh, we've gotten a few good performances from them. Jay, we
0: talk a lot up here in Edmonton about the likes of Evan Bouchard and Kyler Yamamoto, Tyler Penson and deservedly so. Is there anybody we don't talk enough about that's really standing out in your in your eyes as someone unsung through the first 15 games for you?
1: Well, uh, I think... Um and he's been up in the NHL for a little bit this year, but uh, William Lagason is a heck of a player for us uh, at the American League level. I mean, uh, he's just a physical warrior. He solidifies our back end down here. Um, he makes everybody around him better. And, um, you know, he's driven to be the best player that he can be. He's professional in his work habits. He's serious about his development. Um, he's just a machine off the ice. And on the ice, like I said, he's a rock for us uh, on that back end. All right, we've got the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay
0: Woodcroft, on the line. Jay, you talked about that, that damned morning start once. What- once again, last time uh, earlier in this month, it didn't go so well for your group—a five-nothing loss to the Barracuda in San Jose. You're hosting this one. I'm wondering if that makes any of a difference having the uh, all the kidlets there in the
1: crowd for for the field
0: trip day, cheering for your squad for a change.
1: Well, you know, uh, that's something that we've addressed with our team—is that we didn't love the result in san jose although ironically i thought um we controlled the the first two periods of that game and i think we only give up nine shots through two periods so uh we did a we did some good things in that game i don't think we were offensively sharp enough to bear down on some of our opportunities um we've challenged our group with the the morning start theme and we've challenged our group with the theme that we uh, want to continue to improve on our home record our, our our road game has been excellent this year but our home record can improve and uh, like i said the players are well aware of uh the challenge the coaching staff laid down and
0: stockton is a, a good squad this year up near the top of the division anyway um a good litmus test i suppose for your group i know you've played them quite a few times already here but uh but mm-hmm. always always a good game when stockton's in town right
1: yeah and you know it's it's our version of the battle of alberta down here um it's two organizations that have a good rivalry both at the NHL level and the American League level the um They've been a surprise of the Pacific Division this year uh, in terms of uh, how far they've come, and it's a credit to uh, the work that they've put in and some of the players that they've brought in as well. Um, we've played them hard. Uh, we've, we've played them really hard over our four games, and we're two wins and, and two losses against them. We're looking uh, to continue to... Um, like I said to maximize our opportunity to get better on a daily basis but we know that we're going to have our work cut out for us against a veteran laden um, deep stocked team tomorrow. Will this be the first game action for Joel Pearson
0: for you um, if not this season certainly uh, since the beginning right?
1: Well yeah I, I uh, got to see Joel in training camp and saw him uh, playing some training camp games and and whatnot, but this will be his first game in the American Hockey League. I can tell you that he came down with uh, the mindset um, to get back up to the NHL, but he's excited about uh, the opportunity down here in Bakersfield. And he's excited about um, the group that he's joining. I can tell you that we're going to pair him with uh, William Laguson right off the bat. So we got the two suites together. We think they'll complement each other nicely, and we're going to try and put them in a position to succeed and that might be a little friendly competition between
0: those two as well for who's going to be that next man up should a situation arise up here
1: at the NHL level, right? That's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know. They're different players. I think they bring different ingredients, uh, and I think they can both help each other um, over their little stretch here. Um, But, you know, like I said, we're excited to have Joel, and he's excited to be here. Like, for me, uh, we're trying to help him get to get back to where he wants to get to and and grow his game and gain some confidence down here at our level. I'll leave you with this as we wrap
0: up with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Um, I'm just curious whether there's any buzz around the room about what's going on at the NHL level. You know, when you see the Oilers playing as well as they have to start this season, is there maybe an added excitement about a chance to get a call up to, to a team that's being more successful now than they had been in the last previous
1: couple of years? yeah i think so it, it, since our staff came in um last year we've we've uh, done some things to make sure that nhl hockey is always on oilers games are always on um so that uh we, you know we might even show clips from an oilers game the night before or whatnot just so we feel connected to what's going on at the highest level and i think uh, when the team's doing great up top which it is Uh, we feel a connection to that um i think the buzz happens uh when you see some of the players that have come through bakersfield doing so well like so uh, for ethan bear to have the season um that he's having and establishing himself as as a full-time national hockey league player and and excelling on a good team um it's that creates a buzz when you see caleb jones go up and perform the way that he's performed um that shows a line of sight for some of our players when you see uh, someone of the character uh and work ethic of patrick russell uh gain an nhl spot um, into his mid-twenties, that provides a line of sight for and something to shoot for for some of our um, mid-age group players. So uh, that's where the buzz comes. They love the fact that the organization is uh, doing well. They're excited about uh, where the NHL club sits in the standings, and they're – so very pleased to see uh some of their own uh come up through the program here and do so well at that level and i can tell you um that makes our cell job as coaches to some of these younger players about the process that makes our cell job so much easier when you see these guys come up through the program and have the success that they're having and continuing to to develop for tip and his staff it's uh, i think it's very healthy for the organization and we're all very proud of them wonderful insight jay
0: we always appreciate the time good luck tomorrow morning Thank you very much. Take care. That is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. It is 119 in Edmonton. Coming up after this break, I'm going to tell you how you can join the team. With 6.30 Chad's Join the Team contest, it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and Oilers prize pack for you. Before we do that, i got to tell you that some guests of our show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside. I'm Alex Rodriguez.
1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: And Sherwood Park locations. Japanese Village also brings you the Join the Team contest, which I'll fill you in on when we come back on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Without further ado... 630Chad's Join the Team contest is brought to you by Japanese Village. It works like this. Each day this week we give you a code word to enter at 630Chad.com for your chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime Oilers experience. One lucky listener will win a spot in the Oilers team photo, a personalized Oilers jersey, a day at practice with Jack Michaels and Bob Stauffer, lunch with hockey management, a VIP experience at an Oilers game and if you're so lucky, there might be a chance for you to be interviewed by Reed Will on our City Ford Faceoff show as well. You will get a new code word every day. It starts on 6.30 Chad Mornings, continues through the Ryan Jesperson Show, our spot here on Oilers Now, 6.30 Chad Afternoons and Inside Sports. It is the Join the Team contest brought to you by Japanese Village and today's code word. And I urge you, do not text me. I know it already. I don't need to know it again. You enter this at 630Chet.com. Today's word is Puck like Hockey Puck, P-U-C-K. Enter that at 630Ched.com. We will be announcing the winner soon, but there is a couple more chances for you as well this week. One on tomorrow, one on Friday's show. Let's get to the injury report for our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to Brown.com. No real update on Matt Benning yet. Let's get that out of the way right off the top. He took a high stick or a high hit last night uh, from Evander Kane. When he was heading to the bench, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it kind of looked like he was trying to make sure his contact didn't fall onto the ice. He seemed a little bit disjointed, almost uh, cost them a too many men penalty because he went to change and then peeled back out onto the ice, but he didn't return after the first period. So Matt Benning considered day-to-day likely paving the way for the return of Adam Larson tomorrow. And if that's the case, as Bob alluded to, expect to see Larson and Clefbaum reunited on that second pair. But elsewhere around the league, lightning forward Nikita Kucherov took a huge hit from Braden Shen last night. A clean one, in my opinion. I know Kucherov was looking the wrong way, but when Shen laid the boots to him, it was shoulder to chest. Kucherov did not return. He is considered day-to-day with an upper body injury. Capitals forward Nicholas Backstrom is out tonight against the Rangers. He's got an upper body issue of his own. Mason Appleton placed on the injured reserve by the Winnipeg Jets with a broken bone in his right foot. He is out until early December at the absolute earliest end of that time frame. Oilers have been fortunate enough in the injury department I think uh, we saw how much the injury to Oscar Kleffbaum derailed things last year I don't want to jinx anything they did manage to hold off uh, stem the tides if you will with Adam Larson out thanks to great play from Ethan Bear now Caleb Jones is up and we're wondering if that's going to be a here to stay kind of thing Mark Spector alluded a little earlier on uh, in the last week or two about maybe Caleb Jones was starting to over ripen down in Bakersfield and what that in mind then the team did call him up is it a permanent thing you can let me know at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. that's via call or text message if you think that Caleb Jones is here to stay Ethan Bear is I'm not even taking arguments on that at this point unless something significantly changes. And like we had a a texter in here saying, when do we stop saying this is a good start to the season and just start saying that this is a good hockey team? A lot of people peg the American Thanksgiving date. So that puts us, uh, what, next Thursday, I believe. Um, I think a lot can change thereafter, but you would have a pretty good idea of where you are in the pecking order, both as a team or as a player. And for me, Ethan Bear. At that point, John Shannon wouldn't agree with me that he's a top four defenseman going forward. I'm going to stand by that. I'll die on that sword. I think Ethan Bear is here to stay. I'd like to think the same for Ethan Jones, just for the sake of uh, somebody who I think brings a lot of positive energy around this group. But it's got to matter on the ice too. He looks good out on the ice. He's not really doing a ton to stand out per se, at least in my opinion. But you don't necessarily have to. And if if you do have the return of Larson, that'll pair Jones up with Chris Russell on that third pairing. Might be a better fit. You get a defensively responsible guy in Russell out there, and uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out if that ends up coming to fruition tomorrow against Los Angeles. That's a game you can hear right here on 6:30 chat. Of course, it's another 8:30 puck drop. From the Staples Centre, that means your pregame show, your City Ford face-off show, is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Topher has sent a string of text messages. Half of them I can actually read on the air, essentially telling those who thought that Miko Koskinen was going to be a bust and not justify that contract. He's saying that you're wrong. If you disagree with Topher, let me know at 780-496-0063 because that's the question I wanted to ask off the top of the show. Do you think if this performance, the way that Koskinen has been playing, stays the same, is he now justified in his $4.5 million cap hit? I crunched some numbers. That puts him in Craig Anderson and Jordan Bennington range. Is these the 20th? highest paid goaltender is Miko Koskinen in the NHL right now at four and a half million. Jordan Bennington off that great season last year got 4.4. Craig Anderson a longtime veteran of the Ottawa Senators at 4.75 and then up from there you get one of the bigger steals in Ben Bishop at 4.9. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.